Cool. Well, thanks for coming anyway. I <laughs> appreciate it, man. All right. So we're live. I'm glad you guys uh, stacked in, stacked in and got ready and waited for us for 10 minutes. It's totally my fault. I had a really good night last night. So good, in fact, that I uh, slept just in now, just now up with my Celsius <laughs> put it like that. So I had the kind of night that you guys hope to have in the chat at some point <laughs> anyways so we're going to talk about the uh tinder swindler and that whole thing it's very popular but i don't know a lot of people really want us to talk about it a lot of us don't really care to talk about it but because it's so popular and all that but really um there's a lot to learn here you know uh, mm-hmm. from this, this this thing i think there's a lot to talk about in terms of uh male female dynamics and dating and internet dating and all that so um yeah so anyways who wants to start and give a general take on the whole thing have you guys uh, seen it yeah, you guys have seen it, i presume right cappy no. i know <laughs> no. you've seen it but i don't know if you have seen it i'm not going to absolutely not no i have a very hot take on this but go <laughs> ahead let's do the analysis i'll just i'll right. just, so I'll just first, do it later first off, uh, first off spoiler alert okay we're gonna just yeah. completely ruin this for you so if you haven't seen it and you're like if you're one of these little snowflakes that goes oh i can't believe Rana spoiled it for me you're gonna it's gonna be spoiled we have to spoil it for you so here we go uh three two one okay you're off you're on the hook now <laughs> um <laughs> So, so first off, it's uh, it. Let me just give you the 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 brief summary. Uh, it's uh, about this guy, and I can't remember his name. Uh, actually, it's his fake name, anyways. He goes by lots of different other names. But uh, the Troy Tinder- Francis, Troy yeah. Francis, <laughs> Andrew Tate. <laughs> no, it's um, it's this guy who runs this uh, what essentially amounts to a Ponzi scheme, and they even mentioned that in the uh, in the Netflix show. And the guy is essentially a guy who has learned game well enough and has learned how to sort of game women well enough that he sort of springboards from one girl to the next girl. Now you have to remember that the women that are in these, this documentary all fit a particular profile. So let's just, let's put that out there in the beginning, because I think a lot of people want to say that, well, all women are like this or like that. It's like, nah. yeah. And, and, and it's easy to sort of sell them on this, but, um, but I think that he had a specific demographic that he was looking for because he's not, he's not going for some poor chicks, right? I mean, he's got to find something that has the money or has the, like this strong independent woman narrative going is their subroutine in the background of their head. Um, so anyways, what the guy does is he's created for himself a, a persona, an online persona. And, um, and it's this rich, playboy guy who is a comes from a diamond family and has lots and lots of money uh is flying from you know uh tel aviv to you know belarus or whatever I mean, the guy is just this jet setter and uh the the idea that this dude would be on tinder in the first place is absolutely ludicrous like so you're looking at women who are already sort of uh they're they're, they're motivated buyers put it that they're incentivized to believe this guy's bullshit but he's um he's this guy who is supposed to be uh allegedly a very rich wealthy guy in fact he's not as wealthy as as people want to make him out to be and uh i mean i i presume he started out with some money but he has a history of just being a hustler and a a quote unquote, unquote swindler um, and has done this, had been doing what he did to these three women in the documentary to other women prior to them, 
and essentially you know seducing them romanticizing everything about himself and using their you know taking you know at, at one point in the stage of their relationships the guy will uh, ask the woman hey look I, my enemies are are after me i'm i'm a, an agent of Mossad or whatever <laughs> i'm a you know he tries to create this sort of this fantasy that these girls go along with and uh, suddenly he goes from having all this money to uh, they froze my assets and can you take out a loan for me kind of thing. And um, my, my enemies are after me and he had this hustle where he and his bodyguard get beat up and the, the women suddenly think that this is really serious. This is something that's really going on. And so they, they'll do anything for the guy because they want to save his life kind of thing. And at that point, he's, they're taking out you know, credit cards for him to the tune of like $25,000, $50,000. I forget what the, the highest amount was, but like in one case, the original girl, uh, and I want to say her name, they're both from Norway. Well, one of them's from Norway and the other one's Dutch. Um, but there's, uh, there at, at some point, they, uh, the, the original one takes out like nine separate loans. So that's, this is kind of like Cappy's, uh, uh, wheelhouse. Here. Nine, that. nine separate that. credit yeah. card loans for this guy. And Talk dirty to me. Yes. yes. And she, uh, she end, ends up uh, getting a quarter million dollars in debt, $250,000 in debt to give this guy cash. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, I mean, to the point where like they're handing off bags of cash, like, or, or, you know, a briefcase full of full of money <laughs> and uh and so this, these appearances and everything and finally you know they start you know start to figure it out so that in a nutshell that's it i'm sure a lot of people have already seen it i'm leaving out some parts as well but uh i wanted to point out that there's a, a gigolo a, basically essentially but he, uh, remember but the only time he can, okay he doesn't really he's he been doing this prior to the netflix documentary and the women that are in this one so he'd already he was already wanted a wanted man in Israel <laughs> before all of this happened, and so he's on the he you know he is is a fugitive essentially from Israeli justice, I guess, and so he's flying from place to place to place, and he's going to Greece, and he's you know uh, rubbing elbows and he with you know really rich people, and he's got a uh, by the way he also had a very hot uh, girlfriend for a Russian girlfriend at that time. Uh, during this this documentary, which also was fascinating to me, because he's like working these girls, and at the same time he's with the girl he really wants to bang, which is the the hot Russian model chick. Um, the what fascinates me, and and I think uh, people are going to ask me about this, and I'll definitely cover this. I'm by the way, I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be doing this topic tomorrow with John from Modern Life Dating on my show. We're going to do a little more in depth than I can go into today, but um, the thing that I found fascinating is that in the very beginning. Um, the mother of his child, who was one of his former like dupes, like one of his former you know girls that he 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 bilked out of money or whatever, had a child with, is there with the original girl who she met on who met when she met him on Tinder and flew off on his private jet to uh, I want to say it was Belarus or it was uh, somewhere else, somewhere in Eastern Europe, and the wife is or the ex wife quote unquote ex wife with the the baby mama basically with the kid on the plane. And she's there sort of loving it up with this guy because that's the level of belief that this chick had in the, the fantasy. And that's kind of where I wanted to start all this is like she mentions in the beginning, the original girl mentions in the beginning um, that it was like Beauty and the Beast. Right. It was like you're, you're swept up in this romance. And she even talks about how like that movie when she was a little girl was something that was really influential upon her. And. 
it, if you know anything about Beauty and the Beast, it's the classic archetype of women trying to tame the alpha. And the beast is the alpha male. And the only one who can soothe the savage beast is the feminine wiles of Belle, right? And so he's an alpha. And he's like just this you know, ball of like rage and emotion. And she's the only one who can actually civilize. It's, it's almost like the myth of the noble savage, right? You're the only one that can like civilize the savage beast. And but in, in the meantime, as, as a benefit, uh, you being the only woman who can bring that out of him, well, it helps that he has his own castle and his own land and his own money and everything else. He's a, he's a rich jet setter you know, on his private jet somewhere. That's a benefit to being able to, to, to you know, draw the, the prince out of the beast. Uh, but that's the, that's, the, uh, that's the narrative. That's the story that she's telling herself this whole time when she's to the point where she's like, I only met this guy half an hour ago, but I'll get on his private jet with his baby mama and fly off to some other country and, and fall in love with him. And do, I mean, she was doing like selfies from the bed when she's like getting after it with the guy, you know? And I'm like, wow, that's the, that's the level of, of uh, sort of investment or, or um, I guess uh, ego investment in that fantasy and that want for that, that romantic narrative. And then, after that, you know, things sort of begin to unravel over the course of like three or four months for this girl. And she's taking out loans and she's buying into the fact that he has enemies and they're trying to kill him and they try to kill his bodyguard. And she better take these this, these loans out because she's going to marry him. And I mean, to the point where I mean, and this is where I think maybe Cappy can chime in here. Is it? Oh, I, I got an idea. When when <laughs> when you. OK, so like after the first twenty five thousand dollar like credit card. You're like, okay, maybe she still bought into it. After the second one, after yeah. the third one, after the fifth one, <laughs> after the eighth and the ninth one, like that's when, when does, when does the, the reason and rash, like maybe I'm getting hustled here. At what point does that override like the rational side of like women's rational, reasonable side? I'm not saying they don't have it. It's just they lead with emotions, like their, their initial proclivity is to think in, in in emotional terms at what point like is it after the fourth credit card <laughs> is it after the seventh credit card when 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 does it so high a a cost that you start to think rationally and apparently it was nine credit cards and now by the way i want to I'll, I'll show you what i was going to bring up later on but um people are are flowing me um uh, stories and everything about this like in the aftermath of this and they of course the women in the in the documentary now have a GoFundMe to help them pay off the debt of the credit cards that they took out because they believe this guy's bullshit for so long. So now essentially they're asking all their, all their new fans to pay for to pay for the, the luxurious lifestyle of the guy that they, that they ended up flowing all this money to. So my, my question is this is like, at what point does, does like, uh, does rationality and reason sort of override that, romantic ideal and I'll, I'll, yeah I'll, I'll, go ahead Cap, yeah. Exit it. that's a good place to start there's a lot to it's a great place to start it's, it's a good synopsis and um let me introduce i like to identify things by their economic genetics like what is it you know like going to college the college experience is not an investment it's a luxury mm -hmm. consumer item here's what this is all right this is the boyfriend experience. You know how there's the girlfriend experience, and that's pretty big out here in Vegas, where guys pay a girl to imagine they have a girlfriend. The sex may not even be involved in that. Uh, this is every woman's fantasy come true 
and they paid for it. I'm not (laughs) saying they consciously paid for it, but they so desperately wanted to believe. And you guys ever see, I know it's not a very popular movie. You ever see Night and Day with Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz? Mm Mm-mm. Incredibly That's a movie. Cute. Sounds like a movie I would never watch. Dude, it's good. <laughs> it's an incredibly cute. One of the few action romances. It was very oh, yeah. well done. <laughs> but, <laughs> there's a lot of movies I would never watch, but people suggest, and I go, okay, I'll give it a shot. And then I understand. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, so I, I like it, but he's, of course, a spy, and he's trying to uncover this thing, and he's Tom Cruise. He's very good looking, and hapless little girl from Kansas meets him on a plane, and he has to take over the plane from terrorists, and it's all very well inscripted, but that's this. That's what they want. Uh, yeah, I want to imagine there's uh, three hot redheads and blah, blah, blah. And inevitably, if I'm going to have that, I will have to pay for it. It's the same thing here. Um, I I cannot care less about these girls. I couldn't care. It's like the communists and the Nazis fighting in World War II. Like, he's a scumbag. They're evil. All right, have at it. Can I supply you with weapons? And I'm glad the world gets to be entertained by both of their misery. Uh, but that is exactly what was happening here is it was too good to be true. These girls uh, got 15 minutes with an alpha lifetime with beta. What if you could have this purified fentanyl type of heroin that gives you such a high that you actually have this? I mean, it's a movie. If you couldn't even believe it, a diamond air with international jet setting, you know, meets you, plucks you. It It is bordering the delusion of uh, the 50 shades of gray and they paid for it. And that was, and you know what? Fine. Oh, what was me? I lost my money, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that they would trade that in for anything. I think they glad, and they certainly are happy. They're basking in the, in the limelight now, but that's what happened. This was just <laughs> probably the perfect case of the boyfriend experience. And the guy made off like a bandit. And uh, he shouldn't have done it. That's wrong. That's stealing. That's what it is. But uh, crocodile tears. For what? Was, out of curiosity, Rollo, what was the? Mm. You said these girls had a profile or some similarities. Yeah, like, what were, what were the traits? Because I, well, I didn't. Oddly enough, it. okay. So, so here's what my my take on those profiles is. This is that first of all, all these women were in the epiphany phase. Every one of them was in the epiphany phase. And what I mean by that is they were 29 to 31 years old. Um, I don't think any of them were any younger than that. Um, some of them maybe a touch older than that. But each one of them fit. Well, switch to Rolo. I'm on the. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. We just like looking at you. Yeah, I'm dealing with uh, someone is is not me in the chat. It's really funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why? How does someone Welcome do to my that? world? They'll, they'll make know? 80 accounts for you too. Paul. <laughs> oh, um, but they they all fit a they all fit a certain profile, and that profile is that they're they're well. Two of them were Norwegian. The other one was Dutch. Um, they all kind of look have this kind of bl- he liked blondes for sure. Um, and they all had, uh, the, I guess they, they led with emotions first of all, but they were all quote unquote, you know, strong, independent, you know, professional women, especially the one who was the one who, uh, ended up like selling his clothes. Like, cause he had a, he had a habit of like buying like very expensive clothes like Gucci and Louis Vuitton and Jason Maximus and yeah, Jackson Maximus. And no, probably not that, 
But uh, but yeah, I mean, he had very expensive tastes in clothes. And the the final chick, I think her name was Arlene, and she was the Dutch Dutch woman, and she happened to be in the fashion industry. And she says, you know, if you're if you're hurting for cash, you can sell some of those clothes. <laughs> and so she ended up coming to him to see him, and and uh, wherever he was, whatever country he was in, grabbed I mean, like two or three suitcases full of his very expensive clothes, put them online, and took all his money. Like basically hustled the hustler. And and uh, didn't give him any money as a result, and then uh, ended up being responsible for. She was the one who was responsible for him being picked up by Interpol in Greece because he was flying from Greece to or from whatever country he was in. I want to say it was like Belarus, but it probably was something else. Um, to to Greece, and they picked him up in the airport and brought him back to Israel, where he served a fifteen month sentence. What five months of a fifteen month sentence <laughs> for his previous, you know, <laughs> and that was all. That's the only justice he's ever like seen because he didn't technically do anything wrong. He's only swindled these girls out of this and taken money from them that yeah. they willingly participated in. So it's their name that's on those on the loans, not his. They just did what they whatever they do with the money at that point is really kind of up to them. And that's why they're on the hook for it. Now, was ethically, was it bad? Yes, it was ethically bad. Got it. Okay. But criminally, hasn't really done much of anything. I mean, it's the perfect crime for a guy like that, especially a guy who's very much a pathologist and a pathological personality lives in his own world. Let's just say not unlike some other people that we're familiar with. Um, and, and that's another thing. That's a whole other aside to this whole thing is like I look at this from from not just from the women's side, but also from the hustlers side of it as well. But the the demographic that these chicks fall into is they're very strong and independent. They all both like especially the middle one. I think her name was Pernilla or something like that. She was she wasn't even like one of his lovers. She was just a friend of his and was you know jet setting around with him in Greece and going hanging out with his Russian girlfriend. And she was still on the hook, and she still went and and uh, and took out loans for this guy, or gave him like thirty thousand bucks of her cash, and then took out loans on top of that. So this is the the strong, independent. What I what I keep saying is the fempowerment narrative, and yet underneath all of that is this want for a beauty and the beast narrative. And like you were saying before, Cappy, it's the it's the girlfriend experience or the boyfriend experience, and the the want for that roller coaster that Dalrock has talked about in the past, where it's like they want to know that everything's going to be safe in the end, and that there are men behind the scenes who are going to make sure that the you know, the, the parachute deploys at the very last minute and they're not going to crash in a fiery wreck off the highway or something like that. Uh, what do you think about that, Johnny Mnemonic? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> the champ is here! <laughs> I am MLD from the future. With <laughs> you, look, you look like Jordy from Star Trek. <laughs> this message is really important. Aaron Clary is a homosexual. Yes. <laughs> All right. I'll see you guys. Do that. That's not. <laughs> Thanks for the warning. See you guys next week. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That was a good. That's good. All right. One well, thing. I'll, let me let me yeah. add one more thing uh, because there is um, like history to this. And this was more like in starting back like late 90s going up until very recent. Do you remember there's always be the the spate of articles coming out of the UK about these dopey northern European 
uh, gals getting duped by the uh, swarthy Arabian. Mediterranean Middle Eastern guys like, yes. oh, I'm poor. I need you to help out my family. And so whatever, Broomhilda would come down from Scotland or wherever pasty people are from. And then uh, she'd fall in love with, you know, uh, Ahmed. And Ahmed was some guy half her age and he loved her mm. and all that crap. But then she'd fly back, and then the next one would come in from Sweden. Like this is this has been going yeah, this on. Not this a new scam. Game. That's true. Yeah, it's not a new scam. And these gals, it, it's the same um, virus. It's the same genetics where they want to believe the fantasy. They want to yeah. believe they're still young. They're divorced. They're forty nine. I mean, the Daily Mail, even though it's a tabloid, runs a ton of these. Uh, but it, it's it's not unheard of. This is. You know, uh, a guy looking like Ryan got his tan on living off the Amalfi Coast or whatever at his mom's home or something. I would give him a million dollars. Yeah, and then yeah. and then he gets some old pensioner lady who worked at the Department of Health her entire life. And, oh, yeah, baby, I love you, blah, blah, blah. All my family needs money. It, it's I, it, it's great to watch. I'm glad this entertainment is here for us. But that that's all this is. Yeah. I want to just well, I want to add my two cents because <clears throat> I I watched this thing right I watched it with a girl, and um, I think <clears throat> I think this is just a textbook example of how every chick thinks she's a special snowflake, and every chick thinks, "Wow, he chose me. Mm-hmm. He has a boat. He has a plane. He is so rich, and he chose me." I'm so special and he definitely has no other women and I'm the only one involved (laughs) and thank God for this magical app and me being such an amazing special snowflake. And honestly, you got loads coming to you because listen, bro, at the end of the day, if a girl is a decent chick, she doesn't need to be going to dating apps. She doesn't need to constantly be going on dating apps. You're single for a reason. And the reason is you don't know how to be a girlfriend. You don't know how to take care of a man. You don't know how to keep a man. I always say this, right? A loser man is a man that cannot get a woman. A loser woman is a woman that cannot keep a high-value man. And that's what you're seeing. Is And you're they're making heroes out of these loser women who are fucking dumb. Like, they make this guy like seem like he's a bad guy. This guy has an elaborate Instagram. He's traveling all over the world. And he's going to be with you. These chicks are like 28, 29 Thirty at the, when he was with them, frumpy white chicks, you know, not that, not like in the, not in their prime time, mm. you know, and he completely swindled them. And uh, did you check out that that Indian guy? That, did you check out the article, uh, Paul, with the Indian um, dude as well? Yeah, I, I took a glance at it. Yeah, there's a there's a couple mm. ones. Um, I mean, there's when you do a search, you run. I'll, into, I'll pull it up. I'll pull it. There's up. a whole one. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole bunch of them. Yeah, I want to pull it up. Is uh, but um, yeah, it's interesting too. I just want to jump in, like. Is it? It seems like it's easier in a lot of ways now to to dupe women with the fantasy using the internet, like than maybe it would have been thirty years ago. You know, I mean, you know, it's 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 and it's interesting to watch this unfold as you're as you're seeing. You can see how like okay, so guys get duped too, right? But guys are so easy to dupe. It's like they dupe themselves a lot of times. Like a chick just yeah, they gaslight themselves. The chick just shows up. And shakes her booty or whatever on OnlyFans, and guys are just sending her checks. You know, some guys are right, and it's like, oh, you know, it's just the game. I really like you. Oh, really? You like me? Here is a thousand dollars, 
And so it's like super, you know, but it's, it's like, there's this, there's this knowledge, like they know deep down inside that this chick doesn't love him. You know what I mean? They're just playing this game and feeling good in a way. Um, and there's a huge market for that. But like this whole thing is like women as pragmatic as they are when they select a mate are very non-pragmatic when they get into their hypergamous fantasy. You know what I mean? It's like it's so easy to dupe them and with status because what status is is an illusion anyway. In, in a way, when you look at it, I mean, status is the promise of fulfilling all of these mating needs. You know, <laughs> status is saying it's a, the announcement Potential. of right, right, of this guy's capable of fulfilling all these needs, and oh boy, he's picking me how amazing I am in my own little romance novel now. Right. That's what status though is, is that promise. So that in of itself is so attractive. It's one of the most attractive markers for a woman because she can get into her fantasy part of her brain and in her imagination and believe in all of these hypergamous needs being met. And this guy just took it and ran with it, which is, crazy <laughs> actually and it's actually crazy too to, to think about what this guy i mean this guy is just a straight psychopath like with not, i mean this is just all he does he just he literally is just flying around and spending money off of the last chick and just like it's like how do you i don't even know how you do that, hey, that i know how exhausting. you do it i know how you it's I'll exhausting i'll it. tell you I've, I've had to make a uh a foray into the world of women because i keep getting uh female clients and it's nothing scientific or anything, but I go talk to my girl, uh, girlfriends. I'm like, what about this? What about that? Of course, taking it with about a pound of salt. And one thing that has remained universally consistent, this is kind of like the Achilles heel of women I found is they, they are not addicted because you can even give up addiction. They are committed. They will destroy their lives. They all insist that their Prince Charming is coming. They are, there is, I, I don't know how else to describe it. It is dead ass right. There is part of their core being. They will not take second place. They will not. Their prince is around the corner. Even if you're an 85 year old hag who mm -hmm. went through three husbands. And so I think this guy, among other people, uh, you know, they, they're playing on that. And yep. so I, I've, you could try and reason with them all you want, but that explains their irrational behavior. Where okay, you seem to have a you have a, a career, you got a degree, you seem rational, you're saving up your money, you have a, a profession. Well, then Diamond Guy flies out of an airplane, <laughs> and and then the, oh, and he met you for coffee, and now he wants to take you on your private jet. Then there it is, and it kicks in. There's no thought. It's it goes only to the brainstem. And now it's yeah. all programming. Now it's all NPC. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and so that that's that's why they're they're doing this. You know, I I, I love is when I I I was just watching because Myron and Fresh were on uh, with uh, Adam Sosnick on Thursday, and I thought that was a really good interview for them because they had two girls on there, and they weren't these dumbass ratchet hoes like they usually have on their show. Like they were, they gave him some time to actually talk, and then Myron, there was a lot of back and forth and everything. And I think what was funny is at one point in that conversation. Uh, one of those chicks was like, uh, well, what do you think your truth is? What's my truth? What's this truth? And, yeah, and I, I, it always comes back to, it always comes back to this really offensiveness for a guy to say, 
I know how women work. I know how I understand women's nature. I get how you are. And then they're like, well, we're special snowflakes and we're, we're all individuals. And how can you say that? And, you know, we're, we're, you know, drop, fall back to blank slate equalism, right? It's like, you know, we're, we're all individuals and, and nobody can judge me and that kind of stuff. And nobody has a, a human nature. We're all just, you know, these random forces of, of chaotic, you know, female nature or whatever. And to have a guy, in, in no uncertain words, say, I got you figured out <laughs> is very offensive. And if you had, were to have these chicks on like a similar show, like the girls from the Netflix show on that show, they would probably be just as offended by that. But yet their behaviors show exactly how predictable they are. They're yeah. so predictable. Like, I mean, we were talking about women who have degrees, who have careers, who, have, who had money, at least at that point. And they are at a point in time where they realize in, in the epiphany phase, they understand that time is running out and for a guy to become this magical prince charming to fly in on a private jet and just like say you know what you're the one like that that's what we're talking about that's female nature that's the predictable framework that goes along with with red pill awareness and understanding men's nature and women's nature and how the interplay happens between the two of them and intersexual dynamics but to tell them this prior to that experience that is like it's vile, right? That's what Dr. Rebecca Nicholson talked to said. Oh, that sounds vile to me. I can't believe you would say something like that. And it's like, no, it's only vile to you because you under you you are threatened by me understanding what your nature is and what how predictable you are, and so predictable that I could have predicted what was going on. What I could have told you what happened in the Tinder Swindler before I watched the movie. Yeah, really? <laughs> well, I didn't watch it. Actually, I didn't watch it. We all knew, but to point out two things about it because I I read it on Wikipedia. I'm not wasting my time with it because it's it's a it's a script um first did you see the guy yeah yeah he's not that good looking he's five six he's like he's yeah. a little one he's a little he's guy. A hot dude he, he's like he's like modern life johnny ain't all that much to talk about was like he seems a little short for my taste but she was willing to look past that because he's oh, yeah. It's predictable there. It was it was the line. It was the shtick. It was the fantasy. And then how did it end? All the girls running back to society bail me out. And no offense, ladies, F you. This is why I can't take you seriously. This is why it's like you were strong, independent. Oh my God, we're and and then you act like robots. You 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 act, you execute like a software program, like an NPC. And that's why I couldn't get into this and why I can't care if the Nazis and Germans are, or, or, I'm sorry, the Nazis and communists are fighting each other. Duke it out. Destroy each other. I don't care. Send the guy to jail and you be poor. I don't care. It's, but let's, let's knock it off where Netflix, I think, was the one that presented it. Don't, oh, these poor women and, oh, they're strong. No, done with that. No, no. If you're right. strong, independent you would have seen through this BS. Because, like, yep. let me – can I tell you guys a real quick story and I'll, I'll yield the floor? Yeah. yeah. I love stories. Okay. Yeah, go. All right. Let me make story time, Make time for Ryan to get a sentence in, in between his video game. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's been trying to get into this thing. Since I tell you what. Okay, fine. Here, Cappy, finish your thing, and I'm going to give you guys right. a blast. No, 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 I want your, your hot Canadian take. Finish your uh, fucking story, Cappy. Hurry up. Here's story time. So I'm in Wyoming. And I was sitting there at lunch at a bar and I'm just in business casual. So this hot brunette comes up to me and starts talking to me. And I'm like, immediately something's wrong because that just doesn't happen. Now I'm an okay looking guy, but I know enough. There's, there's some, there's some effery going on in here. And well, 
it turns out later on that the dude bros, and by the way, if you're up in Wyoming, you'll see a b- bunch of big apes. They're called Wyoming men. Uh, they're at the end of the bar, and they sent her over to see if I was gay because I was wearing khakis and a dress shirt. And that's Wyoming for you. That's all you need to know about Wyoming. But I knew my my instinct knew something was wrong. So did a future really John. Good, yeah, a really, <laughs> a really good looking girl just doesn't come up to you. I my BS detector went off. These girls' brain shut off went right out the window. So it it that the the um, lack of agency is where I I lost interest in anything this this show had to say. Because now it's just a script. Now it's just going to fill itself out. And, and that's why none of you have to watch it. You know the ending. So that there's my story time. Okay, give me the fucking screen. Let's do this. Get it. Get it. Do it now. I am fucking embarrassed. Me. <laughs> Look, guys, this is a dude with game. He was a little five foot six manlet. Yep. So I don't want to hear any more fucking manlets talking about manlet energy, not getting them the fucking whammon. I don't want to hear any more shit about women are. The fucking devil himself, devil's yep. incarnate, because these yep. ones were stupid, and they're yep. giving money to a guy who said some nice shit and sold a lifestyle. Amen, brother. Keep it but going. here's the thing. I'm not going to have some dude who edited a fucking Netflix special tell me how to live life, and everybody here is eating this up. I'm talking about all you guys in the audience except Jack. <laughs> not one of you guys. You've tuned in. How many, how, many, Netflix. <laughs> yeah, how many channels, how many people have talked on their channels about this fucking show? Probably a hundred Manosphere yep. alpha male we're gonna accounts. Do it tomorrow. We're gonna Tate do it said tomorrow. it great. Google's going to say it great. You know what would be great? If one of you fucking retards were asking, hey, how does this guy manage to get five girls to give him 50 fucking grand? Yeah, yeah that'd seriously. be a great thing I want to fucking too. learn. <laughs> No, you have to go and look at this shit and go, look at these dumb chicks. Look at how stupid they are yep. fucking this guy and yep. give him money. Aren't broad stupid? And I'm mm-hmm. like, not one of them gave you a fucking dollar. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. You should be interviewing this fucking guy on your channel. Everybody, we should be talking to him. What's your openers like? How did you fucking talk to him? What's the market? Is the Danish girls better than ones? Who's better in bed? Nobody gives a shit because they want to look at a woman that's the avatar of their bitch ex-wife or that chick that didn't fucking touch them in high school when she slept with that asshole who didn't love her and look at her and go thank god bitches get their comeuppance i'm a real man fuck these ladies then you go and you jerk off to the fucking sound of your own tears hitting the pillow fuck you guys and fuck this dumb shit show i'm out <laughs> yeah. fucking christ ryan, 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 we made it to the past the 30 minutes so you're oh, i was mute god damn it <laughs> that's why that's what i was saying like i want that's why i want to do a more in-depth thing with this with uh, john and i are going to do on my show tomorrow we're going to talk about this but like Dude, you're you right. guys are all exempt you're awesome but Everybody else is an asshole. But there's so, but you're right though, because there's so on both sides. There's so much going on. I knew exactly what was going to happen after this. Like people, like, like everybody in the manosphere is going to be too happy about it, and every bitch that's like on these girls' side is going to be too too upset and too too bent out of shape because of nobody it. learns a goddamn yeah, thing. Exactly. Right. And they, well, and, and again, it's like us. here you've got this guy who's like five six. He's you know he's he. It's so easy to manufacture like indignation fame uh pre-selection post-selection uh yeah whatever if you name the cue that signals uh status and affluence it has never been easier in the history of humanity to do exactly what this guy is doing right here Call and him. again yeah l- learning from this guy and also what does that teach you about like 
women's like behavior? Like, how does it make them predictable? Well, he's not going for like a he's not going for younger girls. He's going for women who had money, who have this kind of sense of hubris about them, who are in their their epiphany phase, who have some sense of like uh, like pride and ego invested in all of this. Kayla Peterson, this this very you know quote unquote famous diamond diamond hustler is going to be the guy who's going to you know be prince charming for these guys so there's that side of it but the other here's another thing maybe you didn't think about ryan is this is where are these women's fathers where are these women's brothers where are these where are the men the masculine influence in here that says hey you know what this guy's full of shit all it would grown adults yeah tell them what how old are these chicks 40 I know. Like you, 40 year old. Hey, 40 year old lady. Where's your dad? You can't like, tell them shit. You can't do that. Even her girlfriends of the original girl who's flying out on the night she met him, getting on his private plane and going to wherever. And the girls are like, whoa, who is this guy? But they go with it. Even her girlfriends go with the fantasy with because they want to live vicariously through the girl who's going off jet setting on this new, you know, private who met Prince Charming. I want to add where is where is the men who are saying, Whoa, you're not going and doing this. Where are yeah, the where's I the, always that. Where's, where's the <laughs> guy? Where's the masculine influence that in any way says even interjects a voice that she would even listen to? Where? Nowhere. Listen, this is this is a big part of it, okay? First of all, you have to realize this. Chicks <laughs> that are single are fucking miserable. And you're not gonna tell me anything otherwise. Yes. Single chicks <laughs> sit around talking about one thing. How can I get a fucking man in my life? That's all they fucking talk about. Number two. These girls fall into one of the principles talked about in The Art of Seduction with Robert Greene. You mm-hmm. cannot seduce somebody who doesn't want to be seduced. Mm-hmm. Right. They wanted to be seduced because they're so lonely and miserable. Good guys, when we get on dating apps, if you have know how to clean up like I do on dating apps, dating apps are the shit. So much easy pussy. Literally at the drop, at the tip of your fingerprints. Endless pussy, okay? Literally endless pussy. Morons everywhere. All you just gotta sell them the dream. You gotta sell them whatever the fuck they want. On the flip side, that for that, girls on dating apps, it's a miserable experience. And the reason she's on the dating apps is she's fucking single for a reason. Something's wrong. She's broken up here. Something's off. Okay. So you got that, and you got a guy who is feeding the endless black hole that is a woman's ego, and they're thinking like. I am. I finally did it. I finally did it. And they run through like, see that fucking guy, you know, fucking Michael and fucking Bobby and and Robert and all the guys that dumped me. Like, don't forget yeah, Ryan. I'll show you guys. You know, the Ryans and the Aarons and the Rolos of my life. You know, like I'll. I finally did it. I finally came up. I finally got my dream man. Tyler and and they fucking they they got what's coming to them. Look, I'm going to show you something, uh, Paul. I'm going to share something. God, this is very yeah. similar because it, it adds to what I'm going to say right here. So if you just put that up on the screen, please. Yeah. So this guy is Ramesh Swain. He's Indian's most romantic comment. Let me show you this. So uh, this is the guy right here. Okay. He's he's a massive con man. So Ramesh Hot lived, dude clearly r- gets all Clearly, the right? Ramesh right. lived throughout You don't have looks. You can't get girls. <laughs> he married in, in 1979. They remarried between then and 2002. After that, he turned to a life of deceit. He modified his car to resemble a government vehicle and swindled people, temples, and banks out of thousands while pretending to be a government official. Okay, He impersonated university officials, tricked students, and he promised them blah, blah, blah. So then he, he changed it up 
2010 to 2020, he assumed different identities on dating sites and married 14 different women. He had <sighs> wives all over the country. He admitted to 14, but so far, we think the final number could be higher. After marrying, Ramesh would have his wife's assets transferred to his accounts, and then he would disappear, claiming to have traveled for work. We're still investigating how much money he made. It's not clear whether he lived with the women consecutively or lived with them several at a time. This is where it gets juicy. Ramesh targeted well-educated middle-aged women in high-paying jobs. Mm -hmm. Bureaucrats, lawyers, doctors, even a woman who worked at the Supreme Court. He told the police that tricking the women was dead easy. (laughs) You guys are see dirty, rotten scoundrels. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's what's reminding me of, like, what was the fake country he was in charge of or something i mean Beaumont sumer or something the, i that's remember the, the scene thing, where he stabs in the leg that, that that's the thing with chicks these days right because they believe the lie that's been uh-huh. ingrained in them you go girl a career is gonna satisfy you the world is full of shit men that's why you're single not because you're a liar or you cheated on every boyfriend you've ever been with, or you get raw dogged in the back of the club like every other weekend. No, 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 girl. The world <laughs> is out to fucking get you because it's a patriarchy. And this is a man's cruel, evil world. And us women, we have to do something to change it. And they believe this lie because women are, mo- are just like loser dudes. They don't want to take accountability for why their fucking life sucks. Oh, yeah. They don't want to look in the mirror and be like, wait, why can't I keep a guy? Why do guys just pump me and dump me? And why has this been happening year after year after year? And here I am finding myself swiping left, swiping right all the way into my fucking 30s. What's wrong with me? No, they don't They don't have that rational conversation with themselves. The world is bad. I am the victim. And oh, my God, this guy has a jet. <gasps> he has a yacht. <gasps> is this really happening? You know, and then they get fleeced and then back to the fucking back to the fucking swiping left and right. And it's a vicious cycle. And I think I think some I think the girls that do wake up, they usually wake up age 34, 35, 36 when it's too late. Like literally your prime is gone as a woman and you have to sit there and cope. This is equivalent of guys who like get zeroed out in red pills in like their 50s. They're like fucking Christ. My life has been a lie. And I won't get any of this back so you know this is a great example of female solipsism and how the yes. like, the 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 thing is just too dude i don't care whatever you say whatever fucking status update they put whatever the case may be the modern woman and the modern single woman is fucking perpetually depressed single oh, yeah. and miserable and they're all fucking hiding it. Not all of them, but a large majority of them. You don't believe me? Watch the Fresh and Fit After Hours. <laughs> <You'll Yeah. see. laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Who's uh? uh that's oh, me. Man. Put uh, put that in there for me. We we. Yes, sir. This is from Bustle because Bustle has this entire section. And this, if you don't know what Bustle is, it's like an aggregate blog for like women's kind of. Really, it's a, a, a cry cry for me more kind of uh, blog, but. It's uh, the Tinder Swindler podcast just dropped. So there's a Jesus. whole dedicated podcast to this now. So wow. let's just 
throw that one out there. Simon's bodyguard, who was like he played a key role in all of this, uh, was also his right hand man. So he was in on the thing. Uh, there are plenty of stories that didn't make it. One victim got arrested. <laughs> Here's the one I wanted to show you, though, and this is what I was saving for tomorrow. John, we'll talk about this later. We hear more of his love bombing tactics. Have you guys ever heard that that term before, love bombing? Because I have uh, actually done a show on the quote unquote love bombing thing. Yes, yeah, but I'd love the to hear show the, the red uh, pill coffee we did. Yeah, yeah. what's yeah. the one hundred and one on that? Okay, so uh, on the Tinder swindler, women shared, Simon, <laughs> women shared Simon's voice notes from their messaging archives and the accompanying podcast. Morrison Higgins unpick some of his uh, unpick some of his uh, manipulation methods in more detail. On uh, episode one, we hear Simon trying to persuade Cecile, I guess she, oh, she was the first one, uh, that he's proven uh, his commitment by introducing her to his family, despite the fact that he's, uh, the intense meeting took place on their very first date. That was when she jumped on the plane with him and his baby mama at that time. This was a classic Simon tactics, Higgins says. And in the episode uh, two, the prese uh, presenters air the voice note in which he threatens Eileen, that's the Dutch girl at the end and becomes unpleasant and abusive when she begins to question their relationship. So uh, that's that they they want to use that as sort of this example of what's called love bombing, right? And what that means is from the get-go, the guy is like he's already talking about marriage. He's already talking about like, "Oh, I love you. I'm a, lo a love bombing. I love you at an early stage." Now, you have to remember that love bombing only works if that chick is already invested, if she's already bought that bought the car. She that the, the only reason that works is because she goes, you know what? It's a good idea to get on this guy's private jet with his baby mama on the first Tinder date that we have. And he says he loves me. That's believable. But when some 80 percent or schmuck beta male says, I love you on the first date, that's like sets off all of these red flags. Right. Oh, stay away from him. He's clingy. There's something wrong with this guy. But if it's a rich Israeli, you know, diamond tycoon, then that's OK. Then that's love bombing. And you have to you have to put these things into context here because yeah. you constantly hear this love bombing. Love bombing only works if the girl is already sees that guy as an alpha. If she already yeah. sees that guy as somebody she wants to bang in the in the in the future. Can I uh, defend Ryan from uh, Ryan's listeners from Ryan's hatred Certainly. and anger? Okay, all right. Disdain. So, <laughs> the word is disdain, Clary. I, I like how Ryan's like, why don't you guys lie and run the risk of going to jail for fraud and, and rent and get engaged in a pyramid scheme? And it's like, okay, the, the and Rolo hit it right. The love bombing won't work unless you are a Tom Cruise international spy Israeli diamond uh, tycoon. Five foot so, six diamond tycoon. Mossad. He was a right, Mossad, right. Mossad agent. God, <laughs> See, the unattainable serious. standard of five foot so, six. Now, after Ryan has abused his audience, uh, uh, his children audience, uh, like an evil father, let me give a little defense or something a little more practical. Another story from Uncle Cappy. I had a friend who ran a business, set up an S Corp or C Corp or whatever, registered with the Secretary of State. Website, real business. Won't say what it was, but there's the website. And he was president and CEO of this business. All right. There was just one problem about the business. Can you guys guess what it was? No money. Never made money. money. Always, mm -hmm. always lost money. Do you think he had a problem getting girls? Nope. <laughs> Absolutely not. Because the they went online. Yep. <clears throat> they saw the website. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think any girl was frankly smart enough to go to the secretary of state to make sure it was a registered, authentic legal company. But let's say some were smart enough to do. There it is. He's president and CEO. And the other thing he did is he got himself a brand new sports car. 
And I, I even did a video on it called Corporate Executive Game or something like that, where quite literally for a fraction of the time, investment, research, and, and money that you're doing with whatever online dating or going out, if you set up a company, register it with the Secretary of State, toss a couple bucks into the bank account so it's there, uh, and then you say, I'm presidency and it's a professional looking website, this is a much safer and not as legally risky way to do that to have that status and run that game. But I, I can't I can't fault guys being so reluctant to get private planes and get into a Ponzi scheme because this guy's probably dead ass broke unless he was scoring the money away. He, somewhere he, else. he did not like I, I think the if we're, if we're gonna hit on this guy, I forget the guy's name now, but whatever his real name was. But if we're gonna if, if I have a critique of this guy, Simon. he was he was pathological. Simon, yeah. Simon was pathological. And so he never saw past the next scam he never took that money and like put it in put it away and saved it just he never had an exit strategy he never had a a point where he's like okay well if everything goes to hell i'll still have this money squirreled away in a swiss bank account or crypto or whatever it is like he never had any sort of thought for the future or insurance it was just get from one to the next to the next to the next instead of having a grand strategy where it's like okay once i'm done with 12 chicks and i've got away with all of this then i'll have this money in case things go to hell Instead, he's trying to sell his Gucci and his Louis Vuitton clothes to that Eileen chick at the end of that thing so that he could make money and he's living in a hostel, a hostel somewhere and then flies to Greece on some other chick's you know, goodwill. Um, to, and then, of course, he gets picked up by Interpol right there. But that's when when he's selling off his clothes, his expensive clothes. That's when you know the guy had had no plan. If you had a yeah. guy who was a smart son of a bitch who pulled this off with with other women, but he also did it with like foresight. He didn't go past his mark, and he had some sort of you know understanding that once I get to this point, I'm done, and that's it. And he squirreled it away. It, how is that any different, like, than a woman going from like you know marriage to marriage or divorce divorce or whatever it is to make that kind of money score a little way? If she's smart enough to do something like that, most people aren't. Most of them aren't. They can't believe their luck. They can't believe they're getting away with it at that point. All right. Yeah. yeah. Can I rant in on this one, or has anybody else got a point they <laughs> want to go on? Um, Are you going to beat your well, listeners? Let me I'll make a quick point a on this here because <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just a quick point. I I wanted to mention that this is illustrating the differences in uh, men and women, how they lie differently. All right. So that's kind of something to kind of pay attention to because men tend to, to lie through commission uh, and they lie to protect their egos a lot and they lie um, to get things that they want. What do you mean by kind of, lie by commission? I don't understand. By using like instead of, so lying through omission would be leaving out key information. For example, um, yeah. there's different, you know, you could lie by in, in a sense by uh, character assassination or there's another name for it. You could lie by uh, shifting the topic, right. And leaving things out. And so that's more of ways of not telling the truth but um, not actually boldface telling a lie. A commission is saying, like saying a boldface lie. Like mm. I am the son of a diamond, um, you know, and I own a diamond business or whatever, you know, when you don't, okay. right? Yeah, That's commission. It. And so men tend to know like to a degree that they're doing it. Whereas, whereas women lie too, but commission's usually the last way they do it. And they do it starting with themselves, like women are very good at telling a lie and getting get, and getting everyone to believe the lie because they believe it. You know, if you put them to a lie detector test, they would believe the lie in, in themselves. They 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 build illusions sometimes 
around them around for themselves so they can believe something is true. They gaslight themselves a lot of times. And so it's just interesting to watch this because these women are essentially doing that. Um, I'll mention this one little super chat here real quick. So um, <clears throat> says, well, yeah, we're going to do Glenn's working on a movie on a film. Um, cool. So he's, uh, he's in uh, it's, he's done a few things. If you look uh, him up on IMBD, he's uh, got some work done. So this will be interesting, kind of a red pill based movie about uh, called the uh, mind dates about dating apps and stuff like that. So it'll be in there. I, I guess, you know, he's going to have me doing a little piece on a uh, frame there with my channel. So I just thought, I thought thanks for the Superman. And uh, that's it. Go ahead, Ryan. <laughs> I wonder, this is a question I'm going to use to start it off. What do you think that guy's close rate was? How many girls did he have to hit on? Like, I don't know how yeah. many girls in the fucking documentary. Yeah. Like five girls? Yeah, there's a lot he didn't close, I'm sure. A lot he didn't close. Here's the thing. Did they tell you any of the stories of the girl that saw his shits? Like, you don't own a jet. Get out of here. They didn't show any of that shit. You were shown what you were meant to see. They probably filmed the interviews, 10 hours of footage for every, like, or an hour of footage for every three minutes they used on it. Those girls probably said a lot of shit. But the shit that they said that filled that narrative was the stuff they put in. It's like reality TV. The question is why it's because they want it to resonate with you. These archetypes you have in your head. Like I said before about the bitch ex-wife, about the, the evil man who, who took the poor defenseless women and took the money from them. Anything that didn't fit that narrative didn't make the cut for this story. Didn't make the cut for that podcast. Didn't make the cut for even the conversation we're having now. That's a problem. That means you're getting you, wherever the chat is on your window, maybe here for me are getting a skewed version of reality. Because, yeah, let's say 500 women he had to approach, and he got these five women out of him. That's like 1%. So you could always just say all women are trash, or you could say, like, almost no women are trash to the point that you can televise every single one. But you don't know that because they aren't telling you that, because they're lying to you. Because when you get this emotional reaction to this stuff, case in point, me yelling at you guys for being soap opera drama queens, you in the audience, except for, except for Santiago, you're all right. The problem is, then you start buying things. Because the more your limbic brain is engaged in this shit, the less your frontal lobe is. So when they say, yeah, look at this guy, he's such an asshole. Buy my merch. Girls are out there buying fucking West End Caleb furniture all of a sudden. They're like, oh shit, I gotta get that sofa. Fuck that guy. Guys are up here and, you know, no offense, you should buy Clary's books. But now that you're all riled up and angry, you're gonna be like, I gotta read the fucking book of numbers. Just Which you should, this... by the way, Amazon, paperback, Kindle, and audio. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And if like you really want a lesson to take away from this, realize somebody is manipulating you for money. We are manipulating you for money. The only difference is I like to think we provide value in return for that, it's value but exchange, it's still manipulation. Right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And the smarter you're going to be, the better you're going to understand that all of this trash is exactly is designed exactly there to take as much money from you as possible. It's not mm -hmm. about... Uh, the West End Caleb. It's not about the, the, the manlit Diamond King. It's not about the Zohan. It's not about these chicks. It's about you and your pocketbook. And so I think the best thing you could do is be ignorant of all of this stuff like me. Listen to Rolo talk about it because he has some nice dynamics things that he could springboard off of it. But you know what would be even better? Is if you didn't need to have him spoon feed you some like drama from Netflix in order to give you actual information. And John too and Paul too and Aaron too. It'd be great if we could just come out the gate with like, here's something about hyper hypergamy you didn't know. Instead, we have to be, you know, with the little spoon that's shaped like an airplane to give the kid the medicine. Hey, look at this. Kobe hit in a plane crash. By the way, here's a way to fix your life. Yeah. yeah. It's just, and, and I know it's really bad form 
to shit all over an audience in the middle of a podcast where you want them to listen. But I really do think you guys need to hear this. I think you need to hear this in a way that is discomfortable or uncomfortable to you. Because and discomfortable, both of them. <laughs> this is like the 500th, you know, football player beat his wife. Oh, and then the guy did this. And then you guys keep falling for it. And I'm just like, I would love it if you left this podcast a little smarter than when you came in. That's all I got to say on this one. Apologies for shitting over everybody here. Rolo. Do you have an article on this? Probably. <laughs> somewhere nothing well yeah i mean it's it's something i i tell my guys in my uh well my seduction frame mastermind group that i have going on and we always come back to this is that that everybody is is being influenced including you you're influencing others people are influencing you um you know in military training and stuff we call the programming you know and it's just it's there is no there is no completely neutral or free will in a sense it's all influenced. Now, the best you can do is know that and be aware of the influences that are happening to you, have some level of control over it, meaning like, okay, I'm not going to digest this garbage. Maybe I'll digest this instead because this is better. Or when this person gives me advice, what's their actual interest? And is that some advice I want to take? And so you can more or less be aware of the influences and control those things. And of course, then be aware of the influence you're having on others. And that's about the best you can do. Um, but, you know, I think that's probably, in my opinion, it's kind of the ultimate of red pilling in a way is knowing that fact, knowing that your choices and decisions are largely influenced decisions. And if you're not aware of that, well, you fall into what blue pill programming, right? You make a bunch of decisions that don't suit you necessarily, but suit somebody else. I mean, this programming and these ideas are around to, to, to benefit another person, not necessarily to benefit you, you know? And so you have to challenge these things and decide whether you really want these things or not and how you want these things to affect your life. So many guys end up, in the marriage with a couple kids and way too many obligations with a wife that doesn't like them and bills that they can't pay. You know, they put themselves in slavery because they were influenced into making that decision and they think they made all the right moves and they're turning around at 40, 45 years old going, what the hell did I do with my life? And why am I so miserable? Right. And so you got to be able to look at these influences and say, wait a second, is this what I want? You know? And yeah, it's a lot of lessons we could learn from this thing. I think um, the, can I, can I get one real quick thing coming off of the deep esoteric deep thing? Fuck that shit. No dance on their grave, drink their tears, enjoy their misery. Fuck them. Just do a little, do a little victory dance. Just do a little victory dance. Sorry. We got lied to all this time. Fuck that shit. No, it's not red pill rage. It's just like, and there. So I know that's not as deep and philosophical, but I've just, you know, have some popcorn. I'll tag something onto the end of that. Cappy is like, uh, as I said before, like MGTOWs and black pill doomers are like too happy about this. And like the chicks that are uh, making, you know, literally making podcasts. And by the way, those girls have a GoFundMe like pr- project going now to help them pay off those bills. And I thought that that was like the height of like huge, like, and you know what happened? Yeah. We'll do that. They'll be happy. Oh, here's some money. You know, he, he, he screwed you out. 
And ladies, if you're going, any ladies watching this, if you're planning on putting money into that GoFundMe account, realize that you're paying for her mistakes. You're paying to absolve her from lacking the insight after loan number three, (laughs) loan number four. I don't know where the threshold is, but you are paying for her lack of insight. You are absolving her of the the consequences and the lessons that she needs to those women need to learn as a result of this and again the lesson here is why are you, why is nobody stepping in why is nobody saying this sounds like a scam why is why are people not like because we don't want to be judgmental that's why yeah. We don't have the women who are saying, hey, girl, it sounds like it's unsafe to get on this guy's plane, right? Okay, that's safety, but they don't want to judge her for getting involved in what they would love to have gotten involved in themselves, which is the beauty and the beast fantasy, which is getting and be swept off their feet by some, you know, billionaire diamond tycoon, you know, Simon Lviv, who comes from the comes from wealth and everything else. They they didn't want to be judgmental because they wanted to believe that that was possible, not just for the chick that's in there but if they could live vicariously through that girl they get that kind of like like it's a, you get a contact high mm-hmm. right it's like you get your you get to to feel those same kind of endorphins just like in the third party because you know that girl they th- these girls had friends that knew exactly what was going on they knew that they were taking out out loans they and probably they egged her on did Take not out the competition did not say shows so and not did. just the three girls involved it's all the girls and everyone that's involved in their families and their friends and their social network around them who didn't say shit to them women give the worst dating advice on mm-hmm. the fucking planet women will will sabotage their friends relationships i mean there was an episode of fresh and fit recently when when donovan sat down with his woman and they talked about like relationships it's a really fucking good episode i don't even watch fresh and fit but i watched it and they have like good uh timestamps and it was really good information and one thing i've recently come to realize uh you know just in all my escapades is like girls especially if a girl is dating a guy like you know me paul not cappy, but you know, high value men. Um, their their girlfriends will fucking like gotcha, bitch. they they will passive aggressively, silently place doubt in the girls' ears, and they know exactly what they're doing because they are these girls. Dude, when when a single woman is perpetually single, she's perpetually miserable, and she starts to become like sinister to an extent, like because she starts getting jaded. And really unhappy yeah. with with her own shortcomings. Think of how dumb and easy it is to fucking catch us as men. Cook for me, clean, and like just don't be too insufferable. Show up naked and bring beer. No, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Think yeah. about it. Cook, help me clean up, <laughs> be nice to me, and don't be an insufferable cunt. And these bitches can't do that. That is how relationship incompetent they are. And to top yeah. it off, like once, like once they're perpetually single, this misery grows, this resentment grows, and then their hatred for men, instead of looking inwards and judging themselves, their hatred for men starts to be projected on their girlfriend's boyfriends, and then they start spewing the venom. I mean, you know, Rollo, you love all the fucking statistics, right? Mm-hmm. If a fucking divorced woman, if a if a married woman starts hanging out with divorced chicks, what happens? She gets divorced. It's like statistically seventy uh, something percent, eighty something percent, and talk. The, these girls too, 
getting swindled by this fool. Like Ryan was right. You know, he doesn't show like all the other girls who were fucking wise enough to this shit. Right. Or right. Who didn't buy into it. And honestly, that first girl that was opening up, you could look in her eyes and tell she's fucking dumb. You could look like this is <laughs> like this is a dumb bitch, right? <laughs> and and she got what's coming to her. Think about this too. What Ryan said was right. They just want these bitches' money. Tinder had to fucking sign off on them using this name. Yep. They're mm-hmm. they're not gonna be like, oh yeah, just trash our complete platform. No, they're like, fuck it, let's get some, let's get this shit out there. You notice at yeah. the end that same chick is like, they said, are, are you gonna keep using Tinder? She's like. Well, yeah, you know, I believe in the true love. My, my one true is love on Tinder. Yes. yes, they paid me. Yes. yes. <laughs> Remember when infomercials used to be cheesy ending, and no way. production Netflix, value? Jesus. Perfect. Yeah. 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 Perfect ending for that. But uh, the other thing that got me also, and what, why is no, like, I saw the super chat there just a second ago, uh, John, or uh, uh, Paul, but the... um. The fact that they edited it the way they did, of course, they're of course they're going to do that because it plays to the indignation uh, appeal for that. That this whole, yeah. by the way, this whole story is has one purpose: trigger indignation in women. That's of what because, it, because it goes it goes like women watching this will go. There's no way I would get tricked like that. That but that creates this sort of chemical rush that women love. Is he for real? Is he not for real? And so of course you know by like you know two thirds way through the movie you realize he's a shyster, right? But the the fact that it's triggering that those kind of the those endorphins and the, that dopamine rush that women get because of in, indignation, the best form of indignation is trying to figure out if that guy is the real is he really a, a diamond tycoon? Is he really a, is he really what he says he is? And when women find out that he's not, and they find a false uh, you know the, a, a a traitor in their midst kind of thing, there is nothing more satisfying than to pretend that their intuition figured this guy out here he is duping like dozens of chicks right to the point by the way and this is what i wanted to say to the point where his baby mama is still in on the grift right (laughs) in the very beginning she's on the plane with the kid he says that's my baby mama and that's my child but you know we're we're separated blah 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 and she's still okay with it and where where and by the way that girl who's the baby mama she was one of the original women who ha- filed the um the case against him in Israel that he was on he was a flight risk from like he was a refugee like he was trying to get away from in Israel she was one of the original you know uh, defendants or fight you know victims of his original scams in Israel yet she's, she's still, still in on it. with him on the plane with the baby involved in still complete if not if not implicit certainly complicit in that grift no one said jack shit about that i'm like what the fuck yeah and then we find that out that she's point. actually she's actually one of the original victims and she's still playing along with that she's so when i talk about <laughs> when i talk about uh war brides and when i talk about like how women are more prone to stockholm syndrome there it is that's it mm-hmm. right there Yep. So don't come at me going, oh, well, Roland doesn't know what he's talking about. Fuck you. There it is. <laughs> right there, black right. and white. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and it benefits her, right? And she believes it benefits her. So there yeah. she is. That's yeah. So she's, she's complicit in it. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's just it just really this too, man. Like, I think society has really just jerked women off too much. Like, oh, yeah. These bitches well, are dumb. They won't judge. They're dumb. Mm-hmm. Like women. In, in Indignation general, feels are, better than being judgmental. Than actually I'm, just, I'm just saying in general, even the women. Even the women watching this, because I've seen chicks in Japan, right, empathizing with these bitches. And I'm just like, are you that fucking dumb? 
to be like, oh, poor girl, right? Uh-huh. No, she's an idiot. And bad things happen to idiots because they're fucking dumb. <laughs> like, right. you know, that's yeah. the nature of being a moron. And I'm so, not, now, I won't say that they're not dumb, but I am going to comment on this, though, a little bit. So that that is so elaborate. It wasn't just like, I mean, it wasn't just like, hey, I got a private jet and look at my picture on Instagram with a private jet. It's like, hey, I'm picking you up in a private jet. Yeah. Like the guy's yeah. scam was so elaborate. That was one thing I was like, wow. Like it's, I mean, people, people fake receipts on the internet. And that's another thing. Mm-hmm. If this yeah. is a, a lesson, this is a lesson of how receipts can be faked in the internet, right? This guy was nothing but a pile of fake backstories. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he could just use the internet and use other people's money to boost up those fake receipts to the point where people are actually stepping into the fantasy, getting on the plane, staying in the hotel, you know what I mean? And believing this whole backstory, like yep. it, that's how elaborate these fake receipts. They signed take, on to Pat right? Stedman's coaching. Yep. All of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you guys saw this, but when yes. I was on, um, I was on Adam Sosnick's, uh, his independent show, Saucecast, and I was on there with uh, Victoria Larson from The Bachelor, by the way. And I was on there with the good Dr. Uh, Rachel Nicholson on there. At one point in that conversation, when I'm having the back and forth, I asked him, I said, do you think it's possible for men to like trick you? To, to say, you know, like through good game or whatever to make you believe that they are something that they are. And of course, what's the first thing out of them, their mouth? No, that could never happen to me. No, it would never be, you could never find me. You know, I have, I've got, I've got feminine intuition. I've got, uh, I got, I got a good bullshit detector kind of thing. And it's like, no, no, you really don't. And so when people say, oh, it's all about, you know, like, oh, game doesn't work or this, the whole, it's only your good looks or it's only affluence or whatever. No, it does to the point where you can manual just what, what you were saying before, uh, Paul, you can manufacture pre-selection. It's yeah. never been easier to do that online right now. It's never been uh, to, to give the impression of fame. You get that little blue check mark. Sometimes that's all it takes for chicks to go, yeah, I want to fuck him. Yeah. yeah. You can literally just pay for a bunch of subscribers on Instagram. I think that's a thing, right? Like you can, this guy had 100,000 subscribers. Well, he probably yeah. bought the subscribers with somebody yeah. else's money. You guys. That's a odd game. Yeah. People are in general are fucking. People are in general are idiots to to fucking um, to trick. I mean, look at the guy who runs Twenty One Studios. People think he's a legit businessman. (laughs) People think like I'm going to go to this convention. I'm going to go to this convention. I'm going to learn about masculinity. And then you pick. And there's a drug using maniac running the whole thing called like making (laughs) making presidential (laughs) statements and people are like yeah i really think like this is this is something great this is going seriously right or you you have like some dirty stinking favela dwelling fat guy coming up so yeah i've definitely fucked 1500 girls and let me tell you how even though i'm (laughs) fucking ugly and i'm paying for the fake bits of the chicks living no they like me for me I have, this is not a financial situation. But My game people, is so good. Yeah, but people <laughs> want to believe the lie because yep. reality is hard to 
face. When you still have pathology you, sphere is what it is. <laughs> that's, right. I, that's why guys like us on this panel are very successful. Like even Cappy, because he's grounded in reality, <laughs> harshly grounded in reality. Except for when he wears khakis in uh, what was it, Wyoming? Wyoming. <laughs> yeah. The huge grounded gay community the, of Wyoming. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> that's what you get for going to Wyoming. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I've been to Wyoming for two Christmases and stayed on the base. And I was just like, why do people stay? Why, why does this place even have human life? Because there's no one there. There's nobody there. But anyways, the point I'm trying to make is that, look, for you guys, because here's a big dirty secret about guys watching us, the Black Pill community, the MGTOW community. These dudes are afraid of women. They're afraid to approach her. They're afraid to go on a date. These guys live in fear of women. And these women don't know if they're coming or going. And a staggering majority of them are lost in life. And, what, and what's sure. happening What's happening to them is what uh, exactly what Ryan said. They are being financially fleeced by whoever can get their hands on them. Anytime you see something that I care about women's movement, I care about this, I care about that. No, you dumb bitch. They do not fucking care about you. They care about extorting you financially and or for votes. That's it. Yeah. That's what modern empowered feminism, education, all that is. You go, girl. Get your master's degree in fucking gender studies and then get your PhD in gender studies. Yes, you have to get a quarter million dollars in debt to do this, but you're not going to let these men hold you down in this systematic, patriarchal, oppressive society we live in. Engineering, don't do that because it's a male-dominated field, and you know you don't do that. Don't get a, a good degree, four-year degree, anything like that. Go with this bullshit. You know how many times they usher these idiot chicks into fucking loan offices of these universities and tell them to take hundred thousand dollar loans out for a fucking journalism degree <laughs> seriously i'm not joking this is actually yeah. true trying to see you know, how this is a problem What's that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah no no but that's what i'm trying to tell the audience yeah i know i know yeah. i know i'm, I'm being acerbic so that, what i'm trying to tell the <laughs> audience is like that stop okay stop being so afraid of women because so many of you guys are massive fucking pussies. Massive fucking pussies. Okay? And you're afraid of women. And these girls don't even know, like, like what they're doing with their lives. They're so lost and, and not making anything happen with their lives. And you're, like, afraid to, like, go have a fucking coffee with her. Yeah. Think about it. Really. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, too. It's like the internet... And all of the social media stuff allows people to lie to themselves to a much greater degree than ever before. People always wanted to lie to themselves, you know, and they always wanted to believe BS and follow BS. I mean, it's something just, you know, they've always that that's been pretty normal part of human condition, but I mean, you can do it to such a greater degree now and guys who are looking for real help and actual results need to start looking and vetting the people that they're following on the internet based on the results that they can get in their life from what they're saying, you know, based on the results other people are doing, or even, you know, getting, of course, understanding of that, even those receipts though, can be faked. Um, I mean, again, this is a lesson 
as to how easy it is to fake receipts, how easy it is to build up a persona online. And then that's not really who you are. And we see people doing it all over the place. And I'm not about to sit here. I don't know. I mean, because I don't know necessarily. I mean, I have a a good intuition who's fake and who isn't. But my job with my channel, you know, isn't to sit here and try to become the vetting process for everybody else. All I'm doing is putting out good material that people can act, can, can um, action and get the results that they want in their life. And that's what everybody here on the rule zero uh, panel here is doing, you know, and it's not about how cool I am or what kind of car I drive or what kind of women I got in my life. It's about what kind of results you get based on what I'm sharing with you, telling you and everyone here, it's the same thing. And guys need to, the real red pilling is cutting through all that bullshit, you know, and cutting through all of the fake nonsense and looking at what's going to actually get you results and in stuff. It's a results-based approach for yourself, not so much, you know, the fake results that somebody's faking on the internet in those receipts. Um, there's a, a thing that, you know, I say to people like, people are like, well, how come you don't tell war stories? You know, and you wonder about that because I have a bunch of combat experience. Why don't I tell war stories? And there's a number of different reasons. Part of it is still kind of being in and having a security clearance and some of the things that I would tell, I can't really tell the whole story. But the other reason is because a big part of it is just because my real stories are never going to compare to some civilians paradigm of the fake stories that other people tell. You know what I mean? The fake stories that other people tell are so much more interesting than anything real that I might tell them. And, and, and so then it puts people in a position, this is where veterans run into this all the time of having to inflate their stories now to try to, give or convey a message of what it would be like to be in a particular circumstance that the civilian can't really understand, you know, but he's hearing some war story or some BS from somebody who's inflated them themselves. And so you end up in this contest, you can go down a road uh, in, in, in this, in the way that veterans have gone down that road uh, long before the internet, you can go down a road of inflating yourself and inflating things on the internet if you if if you go that route you know you go the receipt route you go the you know look at me look how cool i am route and it's all a bunch of bs you know guys on the internet i don't want them to know how much money i made or didn't make last month necessarily i mean necessarily it's not important what's important is what i'm delivering to them what they can do with that information You know what I mean? And I think that guys listening to us need to really think of things along those terms. You know what I mean? But um, Mm -hmm. yeah, we got a super chat here. We'll jump in. Females always paint themselves. This woke, the woke culture never requires victims to be accountable for their bad decisions. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's everybody else gets a pass. I wonder if uh, anyone would... Uh, donate money to a what is it? Uh, not oh, not OnlyFans, but what is it? The the well, if it was a guy, male version? No, if it, yeah, if guys, if guys got duped, right? Would they? Would there be? 
like the websites where you give people money for shit. What is that fucking called? Anyway, fun me. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, oh, brain fart. But would anybody be uh would anybody do be be actually donating to a GoFundMe if a guy got duped by some chick into, you know, him buying her fake tits and a car and everything else? You know, if he t- if he said a sob story and uh wrote, you know, did a sob story on a, a YouTube channel or something of how he thought this girl really loved him, but really she just wanted plastic surgery and uh his checking account. Would uh would anybody be giving that guy money? Do you know what I mean? Um, mm. no, they've no, absolutely not, you know. And so that's another thing too, is we kind of give the girls give would be a- celebrating. The girl mm-hmm. if, if this absolutely. was the reverse situation, the yep. girls would be like, You go, girl, like look at look for example, right? Cardi B literally yeah. drugged and like drugged men and stole money from them. And the girl's like, Oh, well, whatever, you know, she did oh, it. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Right. Yeah, ha, ha, exactly. ha. Fuck it. Like, fuck that guy. Who cares that he was drugged and raped? It's all whatever. She got his, she, get your bag girl. Right. And that's right. the thing. You're, you're really just seeing, you're seeing a, a society and like, cause I mean, look, like Canada is falling apart right now. And this, this started from wash your hands to we're going to lock your bank account for your safety. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, you're, you're seeing all these woke cultures like, being literally torn apart from the seams because a culture cannot thrive when men and women hate each other. And that's nailed it. And there is a fucking in, in Canada, in Australia and in London and in America, mainly women fucking literally hate men on one way or another. They like they, and they just blame everybody but themselves for what's going on and even when i've seen this happen in my personal life i was dating a girl right and she was like texting her friend she's like i feel like i need to take some accountability for what i'm doing like i'm wrong in what's going on and her friend american whore of course was like no girl absolutely not know your worth know who you're like you need to hold out free worth like hold out bitch like have you lost your mind women holding out that's not the right thing like you're getting older the milk's spoiling like you need to fucking make some moves and lock down something but these girls they don't want to take accountability they don't want to fucking do the work to make themselves better and they are lost and they're suffering and they're putting on a fake smiley face for the world to see and they go home and these chicks are broken and they cry themselves asleep and they get tinder swindled because they're so fucking dumb, sad, and desperate. And then they're like, oh, woe is me, you know, and here's my GoFundMe. And those girls, you know why those girls are so happy to meet each other? Like, I'm not the only idiot. She got yeah. con too. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it goes back to, to, to that existential threat of having their intuition, you know, not work for them you know they have to believe that that intuition is going to save them um but the problem is of course is there that those vetting decisions are all based on emo- you know their emotions they go through an emotional filter for a girl and so you know when she's emotionally bought in because she just got on a private plane and had caviar for the first time on her second date well you know she can now she can now really lie to herself that this guy and this this thing that there's nothing wrong with this. I mean, she gets bought into this fantasy and believes she's in this movie that this guy's creating, right? This fake presentation. And then when he makes that call to say, I need twenty thousand dollars and I need your credit card, she's bought in now. And she thinks she's 
you know, the hero of this, uh, you know, story with this guy and that she's going to, you know, earn her place in this, uh, this, this prince's, you know, thing. And of course it's, it's just them lying to themselves and it's based on emotions, right? Their filter is not as, as uh, good as they would like to think it is. These girls, listen, I don't care. Anybody says, okay, all these girls want a man. They all do. They all want a man and they put up a front, pretend that they don't. And then they, and like, they've been left to their own devices and they're ruining their fucking lives, man. You know, when I first started dating, you know, the ex miss mld right i came to japan and to get a cell phone you need a visa right or a japanese uh id card and i needed a cell phone with the japanese number so i could get a fucking job i was applying for jobs at the time and i and i just didn't really didn't want to ask you know the girl at the time miss mld when i was dating her at the time i didn't want to ask her to do it but she knew it was a problem and she really just wanted me to love her so badly that she went to like you know the soft bank which is like the AT&T equivalent and she put down her name she put down her address she put down her credit card and got me a cell phone and if I was a massive piece of shit I could have easily taken advantage of her for way more Right. I'm a good person. I would never do that because when you do bad shit like that, it comes back to you like this fucking Tinder Swindler guy went to prison. Right. Now everybody knows he's a massive piece of shit. You know, crime doesn't pay. Doing dirty shit doesn't work out, man. Karma is real. But if I wanted to, I could have easily been like, well, I need a credit card, too, and I need a line of credit and I need this and I need that. This is why I personally believe like the fatherless home and the demonization of men. I don't know, man. It seems like this shit was engineered because it makes these girls just so much easier to manipulate and to basically turn them into financial slaves. I think the only reason they're they're pushing like this women's career girl empowerment bullshit, they don't give a fuck about women. They give a fuck about giving them money so they can take money from these girls. That's Mm -hmm. all it boils down to. Anytime you see women's empowerment, look at the roots of it all. It always traces back to financial gain or political gain. That's it. Those bottom two financial gain or political gain and close third some scumbag pervert running the thing trying to get some pussy yeah yeah that's good i think we'll uh we'll kind of end it on that we're so not, we'll we're not gonna go, solve that problem we'll go around and go around yeah. a circle and yeah. ryan ryan you got any uh, announcements or final words here just get on the channel watch the content i don't know what to tell you read my book it's fucking good the audio book you don't want to read is good it is I, even, good, I, even, I even read it to I, you just go get it. It's yeah. fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say this every goddamn day until you get the goddamn thing. Perfect. Just watch the channel. I actually got a shit ton of good content. I I do some red meat, but like it's with a wink. So you guys know it's there to to get the people that want to see you know West Elm Caleb shit. But for the most part, stick to mids watches in the sidebar. You'll you'll come out of it actually learning some shit, being better at fucking, and it's got the great <laughs> price. And if you want it some more personalized, come into Patreon. That's what the whole point of Patreon It's So we get there, we swap notes. There's a bunch of the guys that are in the Patreon and chat. Just ask them. They'll tell you what it's like. I don't even need to sell it. It sells itself. And that's all I got for you. Nice. Nice. I love your mids watch, by the way. I enjoy it thoroughly. I just <laughs> Thank you, sir. That. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. All right, Cappy, what's up? Can I do my Ryan Stone impersonation first? Uh, oh, this yes. will be rich. Always. 
<laughs> I don't so know why cranky. I don't have more subscribers. <laughs> You're so cranky about mics. Uh, He's in the chat talking about how I'm jerking my mic off and I need to stop it in all caps. As he films with a potato. As he films with a fucking potato. Anyway, um, one, Paul, can I download this and upload it to my SoundCloud? Uh, yeah, of course. All right, thank you. All right. Uh, only real, I mean, you can find me, search me, that blah, blah, blah. Uh, only real two things that I have that's new. Um, I have a course out called Achieving Financial Excellence. Not a class, a course, because Modern Life John told me to call it a course. That's right. It's man. 99 bucks, <laughs> and it's designed to make you get out of poverty <clears throat> and achieve financial stability, not be a rich guy, just financial stability as quickly as possible. Crash course, blah, blah, blah. There it is on Teachable. You could find it on um, teachable.com. Just search Achieving Financial Excellence. The only other thing that's new would be um, I'm about halfway done with a new book called The Menu, Life Without Ooh. the Opposite Sex, which I think we kind of crossed and delved into here with our discussion today, where what do you do in a life where, as Modern Life John pointed out, women hate you. They really don't want, and there are some that like you and all that other stuff, but absent the opposite sex, which pretty much gave both sexes the point and purpose of living, uh, this one says, all right, if that's not on the table, what do you do for point, purpose, reason, agency, and existence? And so that'll be coming out probably within the month as well, but that's all I got. Otherwise, find me at assholeconsulting.com. Oh, comment. That sounds like a really interesting book because, you know, even if you're good with women and you want women in your life, no, knowing how to be on your mental point of origin and have value in yourself without it is critical to that yep. process. So it's, that's it's also incredibly depressing when I had to come to the, the logic and the intro chapters, but it is also for women. There's an entire chapter dedicated to women, what they can do in life without men, because, well, y'all going to die spinsters. So better figure out something to do. Right on, right on. John. Well, if you're depressed from reading all Cappy's books, go to <laughs> innergamehealing.com. And uh, we're going to talk you how to get your inner game sorted out. And really, I've realized that this is the biggest and the most crucial part of success in this area. You don't have your inner game working. Because I figured out over the last two years, coaching literally more than 5,000 men directly, that every problem that you guys have with dating, women, sex, approach anxiety, closing, maintaining relationships, it all goes down to your inner game. What is your inner game? Basically, it's your self-esteem, right? So this week on February 24th, we're having five-day enrollment, and we're going to get into your inner issues. We're going to show you how to work through them and how to have that solid core inside of you so that you can actually get what you want out of life. This has been something I've been personally working on myself. A big part of why I'm so tremendously successful is because I worked on my inner self so much, my self-esteem, my confidence, my insecurities, pulling all this stuff out. Okay. I'm a part of this. Uh, so go to innergamehealing.com, get on the waiting list. There's 180 something people on it right now. Um, it is a video course and then a five-day Zoom webinar education series where we have psychological experts including paul here from apex mindset he's going to be giving his speech march 3rd 9 p.m eastern standard time we're just going to show you guys like look i'm the guy you come to on rule zero when you actually want to get in the workshop and 
actually do work on yourself with a guided hand to like literally chisel out who you want to be and have a whole community of hundreds of men just like you working on the same fucking thing. Literally the 2021 class of the masculine empowerment network. These guys have made millions of dollars of profit. Can't even tell you how many girls they fucked. Um, and we're just like continue to, to rise and rise and rise. Cause here's the deal, right? If you want to go be the average Andy out there, then, you know, you're going to have to go the route. Like Aaron's telling you like, okay, just be comfortable with like living a woman, a womanless life and being miserable. But if you do the work to become a high value man, which is so incredibly easy when you look at your fucking competition out there, it is so easy. It is, it is insultingly easy, guys. It is insultingly easy. So true. But once you get like, all you do is got to do a, like literally all you have to do is like work on yourself five hours a week minimum. And then you can defeat all these fucking idiots. Okay. Um, that being said, Inner Game Healing, go to this website, read what we wrote. Me and a psychological expert, we got together, we wrote everything. It is so, so, so important to get your inner game handled. Because even if you get rich, even if you max out in the gym, even if you get a bunch of pussy and you learn how to get girls, if your inner game is fucked up, you're going to you're gonna sabotage yourself anyways. So innergamehealing.com, check it out. It's worth your time. Cool. Thank you very much. Um, I'll close off with uh, some final stuff. First of all, uh, thanks to everybody for jumping on here. Uh, you know, plugging everybody to uh, Rollo had to leave early and and, and um, you know didn't have a chance to plug his stuff. But everyone knows who he is, right? So if you haven't read the Rational Mail series, start picking his books up and start uh, doing some binge uh, reading or audio booking because it's really good stuff. And go to everybody's channels and subscribe if you're not uh, already subscribed. Um, I will be, I, I fully endorse the inner game healing summit as well, or I wouldn't be speaking at it. So I hope to see you guys there at that. And, um, other things got going on too. I do have my, um, frame and seduction mastermind, uh, program that's still running. We just did a four hour, um, and that's all uploaded to the Kajabi uh, course software. We just did four hours yesterday of questions and answers for, um, guys in that group and getting their seduction and game set up, talked about approaching girls at the gym, talked about approaching girls in groups and how, what to do on dates, handling conflicts or arguments and relationships. There was just so much that we were able to deep get deep into. And it's not just the free stuff. Of course, it's for you guys on YouTube, but you can get into a forum like that and ask a specific question to your specific situation and get, um, you know, an answer that makes sense to you and that you can execute um, more, um, not just in concept, but really execute the steps, you know, of getting what you want uh, when it comes to seduction and frame. And then, of course, there's a lot of um, mindset work and, you know, setting your goals out and having accountability for those goals. So it's really good a good program if you guys are a good fit for it. Um, and all of the links for all that stuff is in my website and in my descriptions of the videos. So thanks for the support, everybody. And uh, time to end the broadcast. Uh, take care. Oh, one last thing though, real quick guy asked about boot camp in the uh, thing. So if you're going to do military boot camp, uh, just get yourself in shape. That's the best advice I have for you is show up in shape and you'll get all the benefits and privileges. Um, and as far as joining the military, well, we'll do a good pro and con list and see if that's even a good idea for you. I'm not trying to tell you not to, 
but it's, you know, you have to be smart about making that decision. It's not going to be the answer for everybody. Have an exit plan before you get in is my advice. There, there you go. That's exactly, <laughs> exactly. Make sure you, you're going to put out, you're going to give some benefits to them and they're going to take things from you for those benefits and, and keep that in mind. Okay. So it's a, it's a cost benefit analysis and you have to look at it like that. All right. That's it. Take care, everybody.